Hello friends, this is Stephen Kent and you're listening to Walk the Way. Sorry for the radio silence lately, I've been traveling for work and I'm also in the process of finishing the build of a office in my home. (laughs) I've been podcasting for years now from my couch and from my bedroom and I am now for the first time sitting in four walls that are my own. It's actually really, really cool. This is a a fun moment for me, just podcasting and talking to you out of what I guess will now be my This is the Way and Walk the Way studio. Hopefully the quality of stuff that I create in these four walls will be better than ever before. I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about letting go. It's a recurring theme of what we do here at Walk the Way. We focus on how you can build a sense of control over an ever-changing world and, you know, just learn to focus your energies on the things that you can actually affect and make a difference on. And this is probably the hardest thing for me to do. It's, it's almost why I do this, why I podcast and why I write about these ideas. It's, it's advice that I'm giving to myself and maybe hoping that you will find it helpful in your own journey. So a few days ago, I was in the car with my daughter. Uh, The details of this story aren't super important, but what I can say is that she was being less than warm and fuzzy with me. (laughs) She was being kind of snotty. You know, go figure, adolescents can be grumpy sometimes. I was in a pretty good mood that day, and unfortunately, the attitude that she was giving me did not crash over me like water striking rocks in the river. I did not remain firm and unmoved, just like I I always tell myself that I will be in the moment of truth. And I threw some attitude right back at her. The way she was acting made me angry, like really angry, sort of unreasonably so. And later in the evening, I had calmed down And I took a few minutes to reflect on the day. And needless to say, I wasn't proud of how I acted in the car. I looked back on that with a little bit of shame. I was vengeful, I was short-tempered, and I was contemptuous. Meaning that there was like a reason why I responded to her just, you know, slightly bad attitude with sort of like a bazooka-level response. I remember glaring at her in such a way that it could have just frozen over a wildfire. And I was really trying to search my feelings for why. Then I turned on my Spotify. I started listening to some music. And I saw that there was a a new song out by an artist that I like, um, Noah Gunderson. And the song is called Haunted House. How did I come to you? I never offered you. And so I clicked it and, you know, listened to the song. I love Noah Gunderson, and he just always seems to get me. It's good vibes. And y'all, this is a beautiful song, Haunted House. It's it's really restrained for the first two minutes, and, you know, as, as it is with music that I love, it explodes into sort of a big finish, a big crescendo. And the song is just tragic feeling, as, as is any song that is about, you know, the idea of a haunted house. I, I can't really say what it's a, 
about. I, I think it's going to be different for everybody, but the song evokes this imagery of questioning the reason for certain events and the idea of emotional baggage filling up a, a physical space. You know, <laughs> houses are haunted by unsettled spirits, they say, by things left undone and by stories not granted a proper conclusion. And there's one lyric I understood in this song, though, because I was looking over old home videos of my family at this moment, you know, so I kind of had moved from reflecting on the day and trying to meditate on, on why I had that bad moment. And then I'm pulling up home videos to work on editing some of my videos of my family when my daughter was a little bit younger. And I'm listening to this song at the same time. And in these home videos, my daughter is about six years old. It's a precious and simple time. And I just think to myself, why did things have to change? Why are things different now? And Noah Gunderson belts out at the three-minute mark of this song, You fell in love with a dying star. You fell in love with a dying star. I, I, it just hit me so hard. And at that moment, my search was complete. I, I knew the answer. My feelings of anger and contemptuousness and bitterness that came over me earlier in the day, they revealed their true nature. The truth is, I was mourning. And I cried. I just cried, sitting there with my laptop, listening to this song, looking at these videos. <sighs> You know, a kid is a star. They are bright, they are beautiful, they are distant in a sense, but you know them in your bones, right? They're their own person, but you know them and you feel like you know everything about them, even as they're changing. You know them, but then they become unfamiliar, like a person wearing a disguise. Ugh, that's like one of the hardest parts about kids and their different phases is that it's like you feel you know the true them and every day is Halloween emotionally. They're always trying on something different. And it's it's upsetting. Like, have you ever had a dog who was upset by your Halloween costume? You know, I've, I've seen this. It, they kind of freak out sometimes because your shape has changed and dogs are very visual creatures and they can smell you. They can smell you underneath the costume, but they don't see your normal shape. And so they, they cry or sometimes they get a little angry or bark. They can smell you, but they can't see you, or at least not like the way that they're used to. And y'all, I mean, it's like this with kids. Kids change. Lord, every day they are changing. The fads, the interests, the fashion, the moods, just like I said, they, they become emotionally unfamiliar and you just want to stop it. You just want it to stop. You're mourning constantly while still trying not to miss the beauty of what's happening right in front of you. They're, they're becoming a whole person. A parent loves their child with a whole heart, unconditionally. Most of us. You know what I mean. But you fall in love with versions of your child. You fall in love with moments of their journey, and then they're gone, just gone, and you miss them. Fear and anger are the most intimate of partners, and they feed on one another. 
And I knew at this moment, listening to Noah Gunderson croon in that way, that I was once again being led by my fear and expressing it through the empty vessel of anger. I'll read those lyrics. You fell in love with a dying star, a failing liver and a broken heart. But if you can love me for all that I'm not, I'll give you the rest of what I've got. What happens when a star dies? I actually had no idea when I started writing all of this and thinking about it. So I Googled it a few minutes, you know, before taping this and and putting it together. And I might not fully understand, like my wife would, because she loves this stuff, but it seems that a star does, in fact, you know, die and it's gone forever. When a star's core runs out of hydrogen fuel, the thing that is, you know, keeping it like lit up and and alive, it contracts under the weight of gravity. So the, the star implodes. And over a billion years, the light goes out. It takes a long, long time for this to happen. But what is left in its place is really, really beautiful. A lost star takes a new form, uh, which is often called like a black or a white dwarf, and it becomes like a number of different astrological phenomenon over the centuries. Um, Colors in the sky, they make up like the tapestry of our galaxy. When you see photos or paintings of, of the galaxy in space, when there's smears of color and sort of like wavy orange and blue and yellow lines... This is the remnants of dying stars. Like it's it's colorful, vibrant, textured. It's as if you sort of spilled paints onto a black canvas being the galaxy. Like that's what happens when stars die over a billion years. It's it's kind of what makes space beautiful. Parents love their children. I love my child. If you're a parent, you don't need a reminder to love your child. That's not what this podcast is about. But I suppose I needed a reminder to not be too in love with versions of my own child. I just lost one of my favorite versions of her. She's, you know, she just underwent like a big change overnight. And I already miss that kid. If you don't have children, guess what? It's okay. This applies to all parts of life in an ever-changing world. Don't get attached to things that will inevitably change. You can love something, but you don't need it to stay the same for you to love it. If you do, you're in for a world of hurt. Sometimes I think about that in the context of, you know, like your country or your community, right? Like you love the place you live for very specific reasons, like because it is familiar, because it's traditional, because it feels like home and it will change. It will just change. It, It happens. Development you know, new people coming into the community, bigger population, all that kind of stuff. But if you need it to stay the same for you to love it, uh, you're just going to be miserable. Check out Haunted House by Noah Gunderson. It's a great song. I'll end with uh, the final words of the song again. But if you can love me for all that I'm not, I'll give you the rest of what I've got. This is the way.
I'm Stephen Kent, and this has been Walk the Way. Please leave a little rating and a review. It makes a big difference, as you know, as a podcast listener. And then go over to thisistheway.substack.com, sign up for the newsletter, and join our little community. We hang out, we talk, we help each other be better. That's what this is all about. So join us. We'll see you soon.